the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy, your host, and we are here with another show. It's show 162, and we got a good topic to talk about in a little while, but I want to remind you about a couple of things. First of all, Apple redid its algorithm for how it uh, rates shows based on reviews and ratings. So a new rating from you from Apple would really be beneficial. So if you go to Apple Podcasts and re-rate us, uh, re-review us, that would really be super awesome. I love that. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Check out our subreddit on reddit.com slash messedupministries to get involved with that discussion if you want. And also if you want to become a Patreon member, you can do that. Patreon members are now able to write off all their Patreon gifts on their taxes. It is 100% tax deductible to be a patron of this show now. So we're really happy about that. You also get some swag coming your way, depending on which level you sign up for. You can do that by going to messituppodcast.com and click on the become a patron button get you all the information you need to know. If you want to do it really the difficult way, you can go to patreon.com slash mess it up podcast and that will get you the same place. Uh, So we appreciate all of the patrons for doing that for us. Also, we have uh, some email that we like to uh, check out. So if you want to email me, you can go to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Get your messages to me that way. If you want to check out intern Dave out in Hawaii, he uh, handles most of the business for the podcast. That's info at messituppodcast.com. And that would be a great way to get a hold of the show with your ideas for song of the week or word of the week or show topics or just to have you or someone you know on the show. Speaking of the word of the week, our word of the week this week comes to us from listener Andrew out in California. And the word of the week this week is brouhaha. My guest is laughing. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest here. This is Kevin. You've heard before. Kevin, why are you laughing at brouhaha? Because it's been a long time since I've heard it, and I've not heard it in a sober manner. <laughs> well, uh, if you're if you're wondering what a brouhaha is, it's a noisy or overexcited reaction or response to something. Uh, typically, I think of it as like you know some sort of a, a a scuffle or a fight or whatever. You know, the guys on the ice in a hockey game getting into a brouhaha. Uh, but it just I, I love. It's one of those words that just, it's not exactly onomatopoeia, but I think when you hear it, it just, I know what a brouhaha is just based on what's going on. It's also, I guess, a funny beer, but um, I don't know. So you heard the voice uh, of, uh, of the beast there. Kevin is back on the show. Kevin was here, oh, a little while ago. How long has it been, Kevin? That was a great question. I've slept since then. <laughs> we talked about... Um, the fact that um, it was, wow, it wasn't then. I'm trying to find it here. It, we, we were talking about your, your five uh, closest friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah, he was on show 155. So it's been about 10 shows since you've been on. But uh, I wanted to bring you on today because you've been walking through uh, 12-step step study 
and you've hit some of the hard stuff. You've made it through step four and you kept on going. And uh, then you went ahead and did step five and uh, we're in the middle of step six now. And I just kind of wanted to get, we did a, a series on the steps a little while back, but I wanted to get perspective from a guy who's right in the middle of it. So I, I want to just start with what your thoughts were coming into a step study and recovery. What notions did you have or preconceived ideas or expectations of a step study and being in recovery? Um, I, I guess to a certain extent, I always had the normal TV show misconception, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all about open share. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I really didn't know what to expect at the end of the day. I, I knew TV, TV. Um, I was in a bad spot, and I knew I needed help. I reached out to you. And Can you give an adjective to it? Was it uh, nervous, anxious, uh, scared, confused, <laughs> angry? With the position that I was in when I reached out to you to start it and then getting my first book, I, I was so impatient. I got, <laughs> I bought it on the Kindle so I could have it now. And uh, I was eager. Yeah. I wanted to get started. Okay. I didn't want to wait. Because I was afraid the longer I waited, the less I would actually do it. Yeah, yeah. And so you gave me the opportunity. You you gave me a really close start date from when I called you, and I was eager. I was ready to get started. That's the tough thing, being a ministry leader and a step study leader. We're always told, you know, don't overdo what you're trying to do with step studies. Don't try to have 17 step studies going at once. You'll, you'll fry your brain, you'll lose track of where you are. And the codependent in me, when I hear somebody wants to be a step study, it's like, all right, we'll start one right now. We'll do it. And, and I know that's not what we're supposed to do. And it worked out, you know, and the, the argument from, you know, big CR up in the sky is that if a person really wants to make a change, they can wait for a while to do it. I hate to have a person like we just closed our step study and so we won't have another one open again for eight months and just hang on tight for eight months. I hate to do that to a person. Uh, that's almost long enough to build an entire human being inside of a person's body. So I like to be able to get going with it rapidly if we can. Uh, so I was really glad that when you wanted to join that it was in a time where we could get one started and I was glad that you were willing to take that step. Did it take a lot of fire to get you to get off of the seat you were sitting on? It uh, took me upsetting my life. Mm -hmm. um, I had made uh, quite a few mistakes and led myself to a position where I got kicked out and I had to find somewhere else to live. Mm. And that yeah, I guess you could say that not only with the chair on fire, let my pants on fire. And, yeah. And, you know, my beard was catching. Yeah. And uh, so it was time to, time to make a change. And, you know, <laughs> I'm still time to make a change. Here's the thing I'm thinking is, I was just thinking back on what it took for me, and I was going to say it took about 35 years of fire before I finally got off of that seat. And I'm thinking, how old are you, Kevin? 
38. Yeah, so pretty close to the age when I started doing this kind of stuff. I don't know if that augurs well for you or not, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, Kevin and I are always remarking about how we're on a very similar uh, path in life. And so I just, I think that's one of those interesting things again that uh, is lining up. So you know where you'll be in 18 years, uh, hosting no. your own, you know, internet smash podcast. <laughs> don't put that evil on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, going through this step study it was just you and me to begin with we had another guy join us mm -hmm. uh, after a week or so what what did you think when you came that first night were you expecting more people less people were you glad that it was just a, a small group or? I was so unbelievable unbelievably grateful it was just you I was I don't like talking about my issues in the first place mm -hmm. which is Parlor. All right, everybody, unplug your headphones now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't like talking about a lot of it in the first place. And to open up the way you have to mm -hmm. for the steps in front, in front of a bunch of people you don't know was terrifying. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I read that first lesson and... and in the book that I'm like, Oh, Oh, we're going to be, we're going to be doing this. Yeah. And, uh, so when I saw it was just you, I, I just felt like a weight lifted. I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't have to tell Paul. Yeah. And, and, and I'm okay with that now. Yeah. I already told him why I'm here in the first place. The rest is if it's easy. Right. Right. So I was extremely grateful. So working through this step study so far, going through at the pace of the books and I I want to say we haven't missed a week is am I right in that have we missed any weeks I do not believe so and I've been gone but we did them over the phone and long mm -hmm. distance and, and we've so, rescheduled for a couple of yeah them. so that's that's pretty amazing how has that been the pace of it uh, do you feel like it's like I know sometimes at the end of the day I'm looking at the clock and thinking okay it's almost time to go home. I, I, this happened to me on Saturday. I was, I was in the hot dog truck and I had it in my mind I was going home at one because there was a person coming to relieve me at one and then I made a comment about that person coming and uh, the lady who owns the truck was like, oh, well, Shelly's not coming in today. It's, you're here till you know the end. And I was just like, and it's only an extra hour, hour and a half. But I was like, oh, it felt like someone just dumped mud on my back and yeah. in my pockets. How has the pace been for you? Um, well, the ADHD in me, it's going way too slow. Mm. Um, there's other parts of me that think that we should slow down a little bit. <laughs> you know, it, and it all depends on the particular lesson. Yeah. Right. Um, but for the most part, I felt really happy with the pace. Is the desire to slow down... Uh, fueled by a desire to avoid something or just to get more meat out of the section where you are, you just want to gnaw that bone for a while? Um, I would say it's about half of, of that, you know, just I want to gnaw on it and make sure I'm handling this. Mm -hmm. And the other half is self-destruction. I want to dwell in it yeah. and, and just let it consume me. Mm. And so <laughs> it's a 50-50 it's a mix. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing I think is interesting because a lot of people, and I've only done a step study with a guy, obviously, I've never done it with a lady, but when I look over the course of this ministry, 
personally for me, not worldwide big CR, but just CR here in our little corner of the world, we've had so many ladies complete not just one, but multiple step studies. And a lot of times, as soon as they're done with the step study, they're ready to start the next one and they want to go again. And I have such a hard time getting guys to want to do that. And so to get a guy who wants to sit down and really just like, all right, let's analyze this and let's get into it is refreshing to me. It's not always the case. And in my experience, it's been the vast minority that finish a step study for men and that really want to get into it. I've had you know, several people finish, but there's been some that have finished and they're just, you know, fake it till you make it. And they got to the end of the book and they're like, hey, I made it and away we go. So I, I'm wondering what makes it so that you want to get into that? Why, why do you want to spend the time to really hash things out? Some of it I couldn't have answered on day one. I would not have been able to answer this question on our first day. Mm. But now I feel that I've found a lot of the issues that have been leading, leading and causing some of my continuous repetitive cycles. Mm -hmm. And there is a desire to stop that. Mm. I don't want to keep you know, part, like Groundhog Day, right? Right. I don't want to keep waking up to the same mess, the same <laughs> special day. Yeah. Um, I want to fix it. I want to wake up to a new day. And I want to make it right. Yeah. And there's a lot of things going through that, that whole step four process that I would have never considered for myself. But yet, as I filled out my inventory it was glaring at me like it was highlighted in fire engine red <laughs> and yeah there it is I gotta I gotta address that yeah and I think one of the things knowing the steps is hopefully our listeners do you know step three is accepting Christ as our higher power and that leads us to our song of the week which is uh, from Crowder it's uh, his most recent song is good God Almighty and I know I wouldn't be here if it weren't for good God Almighty and I think Kevin feels the same way about that so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of good God Almighty we'll be back on the other side to talk about our thoughts and a little bit more about Kevin's experience with the steps so far so here's Crowder and good God Almighty Wow. 
So there you go, Crowder, good God Almighty. And you're gonna be hearing for a little while, uh, we're here at the church right now and they're, they're painting. So the guy is cleaning out his sprayer. And I thought it'd be going for a while, and it just kind of ended. But anyhow, if you hear some weird noises, that's what's going on. Uh, Kevin and I share an affinity for Crowder. And so when I told him we were doing Crowder, well, first of all, we, I told him he was doing the show. I didn't ask him. I told him he was doing the show. And I told him right before we had our step study tonight, and he came in and saw that I had my rig set up, and, and I didn't really give him an option on that. But he said, well, I've got a song. And I said, well, I was going to do Crowder, Good God Almighty. He said, well, I can't top that. So, Kevin, tell us, tell us your thoughts on this song. Um, a lot of what I've been going through lately, it's, you know, I'm constantly asking God to fix me. I'm broken. And just like it said in that first verse, I'm always forgetting and I'm always going on about my way, doing my thing. And when I fall and skin my knee, I'm asking God again. And, and, and that's, and it goes in the second verse that his mercy never stops. Yeah. And, and for us broken people, that is an amazing concept that I don't know if we'll ever fully fathom. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that, I love that line, I get, I get amnesia because that happens to me. But uh, when I think of this song, some of the things I think of is like that, that end little uh, bridge or ditty part to Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. And I need to remember to have Jesus there all day long, not just when I need him. Uh, and I love the idea in the chorus that it says, I know where I'd be without your mercy, so I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. And uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, Bev was listening to uh, a preacher today, and he mentioned the fact that, you know, something that I've heard several times before, but, you know, he just brought it back to life uh, today, that the only thing that God needs from me is worship. He, I can't make a mountain for him. I can't do anything. He can make everything except for worship. And, and he made me so that I could do the worship. And that's what I've got to do is just praise him, worship him, and accept that he loves me so much. Mm. All right. So, Kevin, I forgot to tell you in the break what we we're going to talk about now as, we, as we're moving in. So I'll just throw it at you. And I told Kevin I don't like to give people a chance to think about stuff. That way we just get the natural conversation. <laughs> makes it fun for me. It makes it great for the listener. It makes it super awkward for Kevin uh, or whoever is in that seat. But so going in, the fourth step is always a step where I have a tendency now of just sort of making, I hate to say a judgment, but it's a milestone. And if a guy makes it through fourth and fifth step, I feel like there's a really strong chance that guy's going to finish the step study unless he moves because everybody that I've got that, that makes it through that tends to make it through unless they move. So what, the, the fourth step takes a long time. Can you just talk a little bit about your experience with, with writing those things down and making that list? What, what were you going through as you made that list? Well, to start it all off, I was terrified of it because of what you just said that all the guys just kind of drop out on the fourth step. And I was scared of just being another another number on that, another statistic. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not okay with that. Um, but once I started it, 
once I started putting things down, I found it just started flowing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to think a whole lot for that next line to pop up. Um, I definitely had to get some clarification on what I could use as a positive. I was being too uh, overly critical of myself to and and wasn't maintaining a balance like I should. And I had to find out and read what I could use as a balance. That way I felt like I was balancing it out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few points where, yeah, I definitely went to some dark places to dig in those dredges mm -hmm. and pull out of those mud pits that are inside my happy little head. And I was scared when I did that. Mm -hmm. And Scared of what? Not coming out. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and not scared for slipping back into some of the chemical issues, but just letting my mind go to those dark places that I've never dealt with. Yeah. And... And I didn't do it the best way I should. I didn't always listen to Paul and my sponsor like I should of let y'all know before I dig in there because I'm pretty impulsive. Mm -hmm. So when it happened, I had to do it. Yeah. I just dug and went ahead and did it. Um, but I found that I always came out and I was always okay. Yeah. And, and no matter how hard or how bad it hurt as I wrote, and as I was addressing these things, I came out and it was okay. What was harder for you as you went through this? Was it more difficult to tear yourself open and go into those dark places or to keep finding the positive and, and keep it balanced? Which do you think overall was a more difficult part of the process? At the start, 100% was the positive. Uh, you know, it's real easy to just be super negative on yourself mm -hmm. and, and, oh, there's nothing good that I can write anyways. You know, yeah. I, I am what I am. I'm a horrible person, yada, yada, yada. But no, there's not. And that's not true. As soon as I started getting them going, that became an easy part. I found myself, because I set my PDF at, PDF I'm, I'm not a computer guy. <laughs> so I set the thing up on the computer and highlighted every fourth line to be, to remind me to do a positive. Okay. And I found myself filling in those <laughs> ahead. Oh, really? Um, Was like that, a couple of so things. you keep track of them or because you wanted to just go on a deep dive into the negative? No, as they came to mind, I, would, I wanted them down mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm, you know, as we've talked about, I'm horribly ADHD and if I don't write it down, record it, or deal with it at the moment, it's gone. Yeah. That butterfly is long gone down in South America and, you know, having a good time. And so that's why I would jump ahead with my positives because if I didn't, I don't know if I'd have remembered it yeah. when I was ready for it. Um, and going into those deep dives into the the trenches were, for me, probably the hardest part. How did you, uh, 
use your sponsor through this because one of the things I really try to hammer into people is do not do this four step without a sponsor. And, and you had a sponsor in place, you have a mm -hmm. sponsor in place. How did you utilize your sponsor as you went through your fourth step? Oh, I'm, I'm shameful to admit, I probably not nearly as much as I should have. Um, well, that's the follow-up question is what would you do differently? <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you use them for? I went through my inventory with him. Okay. I did fully read my inventory to him. I did, um, of course, probably she could do another session with him because I keep adding to my inventory. <laughs> um, and I have contacted him when I had a pretty significant change in my life again. Mm -hmm. uh, I did reach out to him. Um, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, just trying to... I, I definitely, for, for your follow-up question, I would, I would reach out to him more and make it more of a priority to involve him through the whole process. Yeah. Um, but I'm very accustomed to doing it on my own, mm -hmm. and so it's not my instinct to reach out for help. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, I'm like, okay, I've got this. I, and. I didn't go through this the first time I went through my inventory because I just, you know, I just sat down and, and went through it and, and hammered it out, you know, over a long time. But now it'd be like, okay, I, I don't want my sponsor to think I don't understand what's going on. So I don't, you know, I, that codependency kicks in and I'm like, okay, I've got to impress the sponsor. Got to make sure the sponsor knows I know what's up. And so instead of impressing the sponsor by calling him or talking to him, I'm like impressing him by being like, okay, I've got all the answers. Look at me go. And pride gets in and, and does its thing with me on that. And I feel that way now also sometimes, you know, being a ministry leader, one of the most difficult things for me to do was to admit when I was having problems, when I needed help, because I thought, okay, what if I say something and they take the ministry away from me and then I've got nothing, where will I be? And I let being in charge of the ministry be more important than my own sanity, my own recovery, my own health. And I have since learned that I do need to, you know, admit my weaknesses and reach out and, and do that. But it is, for me, it's a difficult thing to reach out. So I know that that can be, can be tricky. What, um, what was the, the best thing about doing your inventory and sharing it and, and, and the steps so far, what's been the most rewarding thing so far? I got some answers that I didn't know I had a question to. Wow. In my inventory. Um, there are two big ones um, that appeared that I guess I would have never considered myself to fall into these categories. But as you go through it and you look at my inventory, it, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> like, how how would you have not known? Right. Um, and that was a big eye-opener and, and definitely put a lot of other things in, in a different light that made a whole lot more sense on why... I have behaved and acted in the way that I have. Um, 
And the other thing was, is I had to share something pretty personal with my sponsor that was terrifying for me to have to share with him. And I was not ready. And I did it anyways. And his reaction was, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it sure wasn't that. <laughs> and um, it made me feel so at ease with him after that. Like, I felt like I could actually tell him anything at that point. Wow. And That's big. Because it's not, it's not easy that knowing that you can trust a person with the stuff that we carry around yeah. is, is tricky. I mean, I, I think about my daughter, uh, my middle daughter, and she was always, you know, she, she dated her husband for several years. And I remember her telling me that, you know, she was always embarrassed because Dave, intern Dave, is kind of just, you know, a guy. He's just like, he lets it all hang out. He doesn't worry too much about appearances or anything like that. So if he's got gas, he'll pass the gas right there and he'll wave and acknowledge the, the wonder of it. And Heather would hold everything. She would never go to the bathroom on a date. She would hold everything until she'd get home. And, <laughs> and you know, I said, Heather, that's, that's not smart, but you know, she just did it because of that pride, not wanting to just let out and, and, and you know, acknowledge that she was human. And so that can be difficult, building that kind of trust with someone to say, look, here's some of my garbage that I'm carrying around. And, you know, I know we're in a, a small car with no AC and the windows don't roll down, but I'm going to go ahead and fart. And uh, that's, a, that's a big step. And when you find a sponsor that you can ride in that car with, man, what a powerful thing. <laughs> it turns into true love at that point. <laughs> so what... Um, what would you tell a person who's thinking about um, starting a step study, but they're not really sure? What what advice would you give, or uh, what what could you offer to a person who's thinking about maybe starting this journey? This ain't what you think it is. This celebrate recovery twelve step program is not about your vice or your chemical addiction or whatever you decide to do a 12 step for, I'm finding that this is, <laughs> we're looking at the causes. Mm. We're digging deeper into yourself to find the reason why. It's not just about quitting and if you follow the 12 steps, it's going to lead to a lifestyle change. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know where halfway is, but I'm somewhere. And I'm already feeling that lifestyle change. I'm already feeling that um, addressing of things, which is finding, I'm finding myself already not leaning on the vices that I'm taking this program for. Mm. Yeah, I slip. I'm no, I'm not, you know, a saint. I'm going to slip. I'm going to finish this program and I'm still going to slip. Yeah. But I'm not leaning on it anymore. Right. And 
I don't feel the need and that compulsiveness that I did before. Right. So if you want to change your life, I don't think you even have to have what anyone would consider a typical addiction. If you want to change your life, take this program. It's going to make you dig deep. Yeah. And you're going to come out a better human being and a better servant for God at the end of it. Amen. So what comes next? Where well, I mean, we're on step six, and, and I know step you know, six and seven comes, but, but practical uh, look at life. What's next for Kevin now? You've, you've gotten through that big hurdle of the inventory and sharing it. Um, what's next for Kevin after this or after this step study's done? I want to be involved in this group with you. Um, you know, you've already got me playing guitar for you. And uh, I, I do, I'm taking a songwriting class and I'm hoping to be able to write some recovery themed worship music. I, I think that would be phenomenal. Um, especially that we can play them for ourselves on Friday nights. Yeah. Um, and I want to become someone that can take that call and say, yeah, buddy, I got you. Mm. We're going to start a 12 step. Yeah. Give me one week. Yeah. And I want to, you know, yeah, I know I'm skipping to the end here, but I want to get my amends done and I want to start working on the paying it back, paying it forward and showing what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing and being willing uh, to do it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't give me a choice in the willing part. Well, you know, you could have walked out. <laughs> you could have just sat there like a bump on a log, you know. Uh, but I, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure the listeners did as well. Uh, for you listeners, uh, I want to remind you real quickly about giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So please go do that now. Also to uh, hit us up on the email, bowtieguy at com or info at com. You can also become a patron by going to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and sponsor the show financially. Really helps us to get things done. Not only are you sponsoring the show, but you're sponsoring the ministry uh, through Messed Up Ministries. We are going to be heading back into the prison soon, and we like to be able to send our missionaries into the prison and help them out with gas and uh, buy materials. And uh, I'm working on a thing so that every patron... Uh, that uh, signs up for pay, uh, you know to be a patron will be able to send Bibles into the prison. Uh, so I'm working on getting a source for the Bibles at an inexpensive rate. So you can do that. If you want to hear more of my story, you can listen to all the back episodes because there's only 160 something of them. Or you can buy my book on Amazon. Uh, if you want a paper version of it, you can get it on Kindle and on Apple Books as well for your iOS reading devices. And uh, something for this week, uh, I'm going to throw out the phone challenge. The phone number is 760-608-1942. And the first person to send me a text or phone call, and it doesn't count for you, Kevin, gets a Starbucks card uh, from me for doing that. So hit me up at the, on the phone at 760-608-1942. Really appreciate you guys being here and we will see you next time we mess it up.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>